0: So I want to welcome you to Christmas Eve service at Sanctuary Church. Are you glad to be here? All right, so I'm going to be talking to the tent. I'm going to be talking to the cars at the same time, so I hope that's okay. But I'm super excited to share a message with you. Uh, I want to ask by a show of hands, how many people are ready for Christmas? How many people still have to do some shopping? Okay, going to run out afterwards? Okay. How many people are thanking God for Amazon Prime? Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. (laughs) So, hey, I heard a story about a little boy who wrote a letter to God, leveraging the opportunity to get all the Christmas presents that he wanted. So he started out this way when he wrote his letter, and he said, Dear God, I've been good for six months now. And then he thought about it, he thought, you know, God knows everything, and I better back that off a little bit. So he went back to rewrite it, and he said, God, I've been good for three months now. And he thought about it a little bit more, and he thought, that's just not true, and what if God finds out? He said, God, I've been good for three weeks. And then he thought about it some more, and he thought he better come clean with God, and he was trying to figure out what to do. So he walked over to a nativity scene over by his house there, and he took a little figurine of Mary, and he brought it back, and he wrote these words. He said, dear God, if you ever want to see your mother again. That was funny out there, you cars. I don't care what you think, that was funny. Give me a hug. All right. So, hey, I, I just wanted to say and acknowledge that this year has been unlike any other year. It's been a very difficult year for many people for many reasons. Uh, and I think the uh, amount of loss, the amount of suffering that we, we've experienced, the amount of isolation, the amount of uh, relational devastation, financial devastation, division, could go on and on, but as we close out this year, my hope, my prayer is that tonight we could end on a positive note, that tonight that uh, we could experience uh, uh, God's uh, presence, we could hear God's voice to the scripture, that God would uh, richly uh, strengthen us, that we would sense that we would be empowered with a brand new hope for a new year. So that's my hope for tonight. So let's pray, and then we're going to open the scripture. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be here at the ranch on a a cold evening on Christmas Eve, the greatest story that is ever told. We're going to unpack. And Father, I pray that as we look at your birth and the arrival of Jesus to our planet, may we see the significance not only for our world, but for us personally and individually. That God has come, Emmanuel, God with us. So speak to us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So what I want to do tonight is I want, to talk about, I want to talk about why Christmas matters. I want to talk about why it is that you want to believe in Christmas. I think I have three compelling reasons why that you would want to believe in Christmas. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to look at a couple different passages. And so this is what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to, it's going to take me 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to ask you to open your heart to what the scriptures have to say. I'm going to ask you to ask if God isn't speaking to you something from the scriptures here. And so we're going to, uh, we're going to open the scriptures, but I'm asking you to enter into the story, uh, to enter into what is being communicated there in the scriptures. And so we're going to begin uh, in just a moment here, but we're going to unpack the Christmas story. We're going to begin in Luke chapter 2, I'm going to read from uh, Luke chapter 2 beginning in verse 8. And I'm going to read through verse 15. And it says this. That night the shepherds were staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified. And the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes. The Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth with whom God is pleased. When the angels have returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So it says here, the first verse, that night. So that night was a night like every other night, but it became a night that would be different because they were doing business as usual, watching the sheep out there by themselves. But that night would become a night that people are gonna talk about 2,000 years later, including us here tonight. And so the angels then uh, go crazy, worshiping God. And so these, what I want you to see here is that the shepherds are getting the full angelic treatment. I mean, uh, no one wanted to uh, deal with the shepherds. No one wanted to visit with the shepherds. They were despised. They were socially inept. But yet now they're in the presence of thousands and thousands of angels who are praising God. And when God wants to announce that his son is going to arrive into the, the world, what he does is he goes to the shepherds. And I want to show you why that is so significant for us here this evening. Because the shepherds were nobodies. I mean, they were the lowest of the low. They were not even allowed in the temple. They were not even allowed to worship. They would not be allowed here tonight. See, the shepherds were so unpopular. It was the most insignificant profession. They were dirty, they were gross. They were living their lives with dumb sheep. If they were in high school, they would be the most likely not to succeed they're the ones that the parents don't want to tell you about the job that they have. And so shepherds, they're uneducated. They're uncouth. They're unsophisticated. They're disrespected in culture. They're unwanted. I'm telling you, they are the lowest of the low. They rarely showered. These are people that had few social skills. I mean, you you get the idea. No one ever showed up to hang out with a shepherd. No one ever prioritized a shepherd. Socially, you would want to distance yourself as much as you could from a shepherd. So you need to understand that this, this reality about the God of Christmas, and that is when they couldn't even go to church. God said, "Hey." we're gonna bring church to the shepherds. The one that nobody wants to hang out with, we're gonna go to the shepherds and we're gonna hang out with them. And that's what God is like. The people group that no one wanted, God said, when we're gonna announce the arrival of the Son of God into the earth, we're going to the shepherds. And so see, that's what God is like. And so, But that's encouraging, that's really good news. For you and for me, it's really good news because of this. Because sometimes you feel forgotten. Sometimes you feel like you've gone too far. Sometimes, like the shepherds, you might feel marginalized or ostracized or less than or lower than. And God is a God that goes to the very lowest of the low. That deserves a little amen. All right. So, looking, continuing here on Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, it says this continuing the story. So, friends, This is God's way of saying to us, I think, that the doors of the kingdom, the doors of the kingdom are open to any and to all, regardless of your background, regardless of what you've done in your past. And so Matthew chapter 1, right on. Who said that? Did somebody? Okay, whoever you are, I'll take it from the one, even though I'm not getting it from everyone. So Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 says this, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, friends, what is that all about? I mean, that's about as wild as it gets when you think about it. How wild is that that a teenage girl claims to be pregnant, but it's a God thing? It's a God thing that she's pregnant here. And so 10 simple words to wreck your life if you're Joseph, and that is, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. He's like, you are got to be kidding me. And so Joseph, what what would you do if you were Joseph? I'll tell you what, what I would do. I would like run. Like I would get out of there. Who needs the drama? Who needs the, to be dating this crazy, or be engaged this crazy? Uh, Mary here, uh, if I continue down this road. I'm going to end up in all the uh, the covers of the tabloid magazines. I don't want to deal with this. The teenage woman is claiming that pregnancy is from God. I'm out of here. And so I would be thinking she's delusional. I mean, you've probably dated people that you thought was delusional. When I said that, I started to think about the dates. That I, anyway, uh, so, but you date people that are like they're delusional, and and so he was feeling that, and so and so he says, Mary, what's up? Like what what's going on? And she says, Hey, Joe, I need to tell you. Like it's not like you think. I, I'm pregnant, but it's not like you think. It really it really is a God thing. Uh, what would you think? I would be thinking like I'm out of here. Time to dump Mary. In fact, it reminds me it reminds me of the song. Hit the road, Jack. Does anybody know that song? Come on. I would be saying like, hit the road, Jack. Could I give a little rendition of that? Could the the audience join me on Christmas Eve, okay? We're getting out there. Hit the road, Jack. Come back. No more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. I'm saying, Mary, hit the... One more time. All right. All right. I got to say to the cars, they definitely outdid you on hit the road, Jack. So one person got it in the parking lot. All right. So, but Joseph is saying, thank you. Joseph is saying, Mary, could you just be honest with me? If you really enter into the story, he would be saying, Mary, like what really happened? Can we just work our way through this? Could you just be honest and tell me the truth here? I mean, was it against your will, Mary? Like what, like what happened? Did you just lose your mind in a moment? Could you, could you just tell me the truth? Joseph, I'm telling you, I'm a virgin and it's a God thing. Verse 19, and Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and didn't want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. And as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, "Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit." So the angel then goes to Joseph and says this: "says Joseph, it's not like you think. It really, it is wasn't a dude. It was it was deity. It was divine. It was God, and she is impregnated by the Holy Spirit." So don't run. Take her as your wife. And so verse 21 says, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So friends, I want to point out to you, this is like a second big point. The first point being that God went to the shepherds, which means that God would go to you, and God would go to me. The doors flung wide open to all, the, all those that would say yes to him. The second big point is this, is that Jesus is, is connected to this one concept. and the one concept is someone will deal with your sin. Someone will deal with the sin issue. He shall save the people from their sin. So this is the reason for Christmas friends. This is the reason because what can remove what can remove your sin? I mean, think about it. Uh, you got to get your car washed because it's dirty. You go to the car wash you wash it. You have to you have dirty clothes, you wash your dirty clothes. But what happens when when resentment and anger build up in your soul? Who can wash your soul? Who can wash your heart? Who can make you clean again? There is nothing within the human DNA. There are no systems that we have that can deal with the sin that is within us. And so, it's such great news on Christmas Day that unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government shall rest upon his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father." And of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. To order it and to establish it upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom with judgment and justice, from henceforth forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform it. So what Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, was that there would be one coming, Emmanuel, God with us. And so Isaiah is referenced here in uh, in this scripture in verse 23, Isaiah referenced it, and so they're going back and they're quoting that. And so the little words here though, the little word sin has such incredible ramifications for our life. Because sin is a thing that we're not hardwired to deal with. Sin is the th- reason that we need Christmas. Sin is the reason why we need to believe in Christmas. Why? We have no answer. We have no solution to the sin issue. We cannot purge ourselves of sin. Something is uh, within us that cannot be removed other than by God Himself, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so it gets into our system, and friends, we have no way to get it out. And so think about your own life. Think about your life where past things, and I can tell you, I know that they're true of us in this room because they're true of myself, but things that get into your, in your heart, someone hurts you, an organization hurts you, and there's bitterness, and it's hard to get out, and there's resentment, or there's fear, or there's anger, or there's things in the past which you're ashamed of, and there's no way to wash the past, so Jesus, he will save the people from their sins. And friends, your soul was never designed. Friends, our souls were never designed to be containers for anger and bitterness and resentment and sin and have no way to do anything about it. So this is why it's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. It's why you want to believe in Christmas in the Christ of Christmas. And so I want to continue reading verse 22. This is why Jesus came to be God with us. And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. What kind of us? Yeah, not always a very nice us, not a very good us, sometimes a very sinful us. But this God that was coming, they would call him Emmanuel, And so this is the birth of Jesus Christ and how he would be named Emmanuel. And so I want to say that what that really speaks of is that he would usher in a new era. He would usher in the possibility of relating to God as had never been before. Jesus comes as God with us. Not just with us, but God with us. And so he's not a don't bother me God. He's not an out there God. He's not an out there zip code God, out in the cosmos God. He's not a God that just stays distance and away. He's not that kind of God. When God was introduced as Jesus Christ, he was a God that would be near us. A God that is with us. A God that steps into human history and enters into our world. His name is Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God with us, which tells me this, that God is on our side, that God is for us and not against us, and the proclamation that the God of Christmas is a God who is with us. And so this tells me that you're not facing life alone. It tells me that you are not by yourself, that God is with you. Whatever happens to our nation, whatever happens in our future, Whatever we face, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you're going to face next year, you know that He is Emmanuel. So you don't have to face your future alone. You don't have to face your agony alone, or your sadness, or your loneliness, or your times of betrayal, or your times of cruel feeling, uh, cruelty, cruelty expressed toward you, or your brokenness. You are never alone. See. Here's the reality of Christmas. Jesus came to stand with you, Emmanuel, God with us. He came to stand with you so you would never have to wonder where you stand with God. So that is the the gift of Christmas that's been given to us. So I want to point out too, and and one of my last thoughts here, I want to point out that Emmanuel, God with us that God became a fetus, that God was born to a peasant teenager, that God descended down a birth control a birth uh, pathway, and so I kind of messed that one up. I said that, and I thought Collins, what were you? Where did you? Where did that come from? And so, but if God was willing to do that, then what is He willing to do now? See. He was born through a, a mom and a dad that were common people. Normal, normal people. Could have been Norm and Norma. As normal as, that was pretty funny, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. So, so Mary and Joseph, they're going to Bethlehem. And there they reach Bethlehem. There's a crowded hotel type place in the first century. And it's so crowded that they can't get a place to lay their heads at night. But they're so normal and they're so common that there's nothing that they can do about it. That, that God's parents, uh, that, he's, that he's identifying with the commonality, the common people with normal people. You read that also uh, in the genealogy of Jesus Christ and you see the same thing. But they didn't have any place for them. There's no, there's no special treatment. There's no King Joe And Queen Mary. There's no red carpet. There's no limos. Just Norm and Norma as normal as it gets. Normal like you. Normal like me. No special treatment. And so the way that God entered into the world is he became just like one of us. He became Emmanuel. Jesus chose to enter the world cloaked. In commonness, he chose to enter the world wrapped in commonness, and this is God Himself. And you see there that what God is doing. This is why you want to. This is why you you want to believe in Christmas, the Christ of Christmas, because here is God in Christ being born into the world, and He enters to the world in the commonness that you and I live in it. And so, it's awesome. So one thing that you want to recognize is that God is with. Us that Jesus is God. The Bible says that God became flesh, God was wrapped in skin and was born among us. And this is what he did. Colossians says that he's the exact copy, the representation, the duplication of God Himself. So when we are talking about Jesus, we're talking about God, God with us, at the same time, fully God, at the same time fully man. Deity, deity, Almighty God, deity was poured into humanity, and that person is Christ. So God emptied himself into Jesus, and all that made God God was placed in the person of Jesus. God became a man in the person of Jesus Christ. Fully God, fully human. Jesus is God himself, just wrapped in skin. So you may think like, well, what is God, what is God like? We just look at Jesus, and you can see what God is like. So I can't see God, but I can get a good idea of what God is like just by looking at Christ. So what we need to know is this. All that to say this. What we need to know is this, is that the way that you get closer to God, God is like, People think he's out there. The way that you get closer to God is you get closer to Jesus. You get closer to Jesus, you're close to God. And so Christmas is about a baby that was born to die. A baby that went to the cross, that grew up and went to the cross and died for the sins of the world. And all of our guilt and all of our shame and all of our brokenness and all of our sin was placed on him. Uh, What God did, the story of God to us, whose grace is scandalous, is outrageous, is ridiculous, that regardless of how you came here this evening, the offer of forgiveness is on the table for you, for all that would just simply put their faith in Christ. What a beautiful story Christmas is. And so I want to take a moment and pray, and then the worship team is going to come back up. If you would bow your heads with me. So, Father, thank you that the doors of the kingdom are open to all and any, no matter what our background. The Father, that we're not too far gone, that we're not forgotten, that you, the one that is the God of the shepherds, the God of the lowly is, is the God of us here this evening. Thank you that you're a God who showed up to the shepherds. Thank you that Jesus came to deal with the sin issue, that he shall come to take away our sin. And Father, thank we thank you that you are God who is with us, who is not distant, who is near, that you came and you are Emmanuel, God with us. And we give thanks for that in Jesus' name. Amen.